Welcome to Share Talk, the only podcast where investors come first. Kivu Energy is listed on the AIM and the Johannesburg Stock Exchanges. It has projects in sub-Saharan Africa and the UK. And to talk us through the business and the strategy to create value, I'm joined by the Chief Executive, Louis Kutsir. So Louis, the hardest question first, what is it that the company does? Well, Kibo Energy has now successfully, I would say, uh, transformed itself into being a, a fully-fledged energy company, providing energy solutions, uh, specifically in the southern part of Africa. We are, however, not limited to that or, uh, only, and we are also have uh, projects elsewhere. At the moment, we're developing utility-scale projects, uh, one in, in Botswana, where we're developing a an integrated coal-fired project, 300 megawatts, associated with a 300 million coal resource. In Tanzania, we are busy with the Mbeya coal-to-power project, also a 300 megawatt, pro- uh, 300 megawatt uh, power plant associated with 120 million ton coal resource. Mozambique, we are doing a 150 megawatt project uh, where we uh, have elected not to own our own coal resource, but it's also uh, an uh, integrated coal-fired project. And then in uh, in the UK, we are in the emergency power market where we are developing solutions for the emergency power market under the company called uh, Master Energy Developments. The introduction to the UK is it's relatively new with that 60% interest in Mast Energy. So that's the privately owned UK flexible power firm. You're describing it as emergency energy. So for the uninitiated, what does that mean? Terminology is always a, a tricky area. It's emergency power, uh, flexibility. It, it, it's all about uh, being able to provide power into the grid to make sure that the grid is stable. Uh, whenever there's grid fluctuation so that you are able to keep the grid stable or if there's a peak in demand all of a sudden that you can satisfy that demand on very short almost immediately. Okay and as we're learning the UK flexible stroke emergency power generation market it's growing the evidence is there what is the potential in the sector for Kibu? We are very excited about this As, as we've said before there are a number of reasons involved in this. Um, The most important one at the moment is that this has got the potential and the very real potential um, source of revenue to the company by end of this year. And we're very well on track to achieve that at the moment. Secondly, it provides us with access to technology and to certain solutions complements what we're doing in Africa. That's one of the strategic reasons why we got involved, because we know that we can take this solution and it will be very effective and will be in high demand as the baseload power facility or baseload power infrastructure in the jurisdictions where we are operating develops. But thirdly also is uh, in, in our latest research, which we've just um, analyzed over the last week or two, we have seen that this market in the UK will probably double in size over the next uh, two to three years. So it's a strong growth market at the moment, providing solid revenue and uh, In addition to that, uh, the very real um, expectation that that can provide revenue for the company by end of this year already. You talked about partnerships in terms of the portfolio that you have. Which one is providing the lowest hanging fruit for you? 
at the moment, um, we are in a very privileged position. I would say that uh, we can't really choose between between any one of the projects. I think uh, the, the the fruits are, are hanging equally low, if I can put it that way. Uh, we are focusing uh, most of our attention at the moment on the Benga project in Mozambique, which is uh, really gained a lot in momentum over the last month and actually since the beginning of this year. And that is developing very well at the moment. And so is the master energy development projects. The projects in the UK are developing equally at pace and, and, and demands a lot of attention at the moment. But then again, if you look at the announcement that we made about uh, the MCPP in, in Tanzania, that's right up there again uh, as well at the moment, pushing really hard and, and making really good progress. So we, we are not really focusing. There's not any specific one alone. We are advancing all of them but if i really have to make that call i would say that the ones that are really developing fastest at the moment is the benga project in mozambique and the med projects in the uk now you recently signed a corporate finance engagement letter with wimmer financial talk me through the significance of that for the business i would say that that is probably one of the most important announcements that we've made recently. One of the most critical things that uh, we would have to put in place to be successful with the projects we are developing is the debt funding component of all of these projects. And the announcement that we've made is a very strategic announcement. It's a very strategic relationship that we are building to uh, help us develop and to uh, manage and structure that debt facility. And you would have seen that the facility that we're looking at at the moment is $900 million very hard on that at the moment. Very, we are very optimistic about what is happening in that corner. But that puts us in, a, in an extreme position. Uh, once you have the debt side of these projects addressed and properly in place, there's very little that can stand in the way of the projects for, from there on because the debt component will always be the most important part, the most difficult part to, um, to put in place. And with what we've announced, we've taken a massive step forward in securing that debt uh, component of the projects. And more importantly, it's a facility for all these projects, not just one. Understood, understood. Let's talk about the loyalty of some of your investors. Sanderson Capital, they became cornerstone investors with a 23% stake in the company. Do you view them as long-term investors? Oh, definitely. Uh, Sanderson has, has proven themselves to be long-term investors. They have uh, been involved with the company for uh, a number of years. I think it's, uh, if I, my memory serves me right, it's more than five years already, during which time they've been very loyal investors in the company and which, during which time they've been not only loyal investors, but also um, in, the, in the way that they have managed the investment in the company has spoken of um, a lot of... Uh, maturity in which they see the investment. So they are definitely uh, a long-term investor. In fact, we see them in the same light like we would see an institutional investor. Okay, well, cast your mind back to 2008, 11 years ago, because I understand that's when the business was founded. How has the business evolved over that time? And would you say that the principles have changed in terms of management and and outlook and ambition? 
I'm actually very glad that you've answered that question because it's a very important question. And it is because we've announced the strategy. I wasn't involved with the company in 2008. I only got, got involved in 2012 when I became the CEO of the company. But then let's, let's then rather move to 2012. When I got involved, uh, we announced a very clear strategy for the company. At that time, we said what we want to do is to develop the substantial uh, exploration portfolio that the company had all of it very, very early stage exploration at that time. We announced a clear strategy on how we want to develop those projects, how we want to bring them to maturity, and how we will get rid of those that just doesn't make the grade, that just do not, do not have the legs to, to, to go the distance. We have executed that strategy since 20, from 2012 until around about 2016. In 2016, we again made a step change, step change actually in 2015, we made a step change where we said we now have proper handle on all these projects. We know which ones we want to keep. We know which ones we want to let go. And those that we want to keep, we're going to put into development. We then changed the company from an exploration company into a, a dev development company. And from 2015 onwards, we started to develop those projects. And that produced the MCPP that we see today, it produced the projects that are now in Qatar Gold, and some of the other projects we sold off. And then those that we identified as just do not that do that just do not have the potential we got rid of and then again along the same strategy which we said how we will evolve the company we reached a point in 2017 where we made a further further decision to now unbundle the company in the sense that we changed Kibo into a full-fledged energy company which happened during the course of 2018 we embarked on building a portfolio for the company at that time and in the in the space of one year in one year we created the entire energy portfolio that we're working on today, and we moved all our resources projects into Katora Gold, in which we still maintain about a 55% interest today. So a huge development, a, a huge process, and a lot of work to bring uh, the company to a far more mature position than what it was in, in 2012. Thank you, Louis. Well, I do speak to many chief executives about the share price, and Chief executives tend to fall into, into two camps. The share price is either not high enough for the boss or they say our focus is operational and the share price is as the share price is. Which camp do you fall into? Neither. Uh, I believe the, the share price uh, is a, it's a, a the share price that we see at the moment is not a function of, of the true value that is demonstrated in the company. And I believe we will remain focused on uh, on demonstrating that value and the share price will catch up with uh, with the value that we're building in the company, which is substantial. So which brings me to the, the final question. Ultimately, what is the board's strategy in, in the short term to create value for the business? As I've said just now, when you asked me the, the, the question about where was the company in 2008, 2012 and where it is today. So what we're doing at the moment is we have to understand that the projects that we're working on in Kibo at the moment are all projects that are already past the feasibility stage. So these projects are not just ideas anymore. They are in, the, in an advanced development stage. And the value that we will create now is to take them to that last distance, to realize that last bit of development. If you look at our utility scale projects, um, we are finalizing the last stage, the last phase of the pre-development or the pre-construction phase. And that is our, our objective, is to bring the, the utility scale projects as well as the MED projects to a construction stage or construction status over the next six to nine months.
Louis Kutsir, Chief Executive of Kibu Energy. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you for listening. Remember to visit our website for more news and other podcasts at www.share-talk.com.